Today is Friday, July 10th, 2020. We're all recording from our wonderful home studios. Studios. My name is Sharoon. Hey guys, I'm Colin. I'm Mason Spees, and this is Flashcast. Uh, what are we doing for our first topic today? The TikTok ban? Yes, we are yeah. going to talk about the TikTok ban in the U.S. All right. So let's get some uh, background information, actually. So uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, they said they were looking at banning TikTok and other social media apps uh, following claims that both it and its parent company, uh, ByteDance, uh, sharing information. So it looks like um, it sends a lot of data to what we claim is the Chinese government. Your thoughts? Yeah, what I heard about it is that uh, the CCP, China's government, is basically using it to uh, track protesters and their families and, you know, political descendants or dissent centers, you know, whatever, all that stuff. And so I've always never really liked the app anyways. So, you know, more of a reason to delete it. Yeah. Um... I was I was looking at an article a couple couple weeks ago, and um, this dude, what was he doing? He he reverse engineered the app, and basically he's he's saying that it's a data collection service, and it's you know it's hidden as a social media app. So the Chinese Communist Party is pretty much saying here, have this app where you can just do these, these cool dances and these cool trends. But hey, we're also going to collect all your information and your location services at the same time. Your phone hardware, other apps you've installed, everything your network related. So your IP, your um, Wi-Fi access point. Some parts of the app have GPS and you know, they, they have a, a local proxy where it transcodes the media and it can be abused with zero authentication. But recently at Apple's WWDC conference, they revealed a new feature on Apple phones that will um, warn you of anything like that before the app is allowed to use it. But I'm pretty sure that TikTok itself is probably not going to work if you don't allow them to do, um, you know, have those privileges. That's my two cents. You know, that's, that's what I, that's what I've seen on it. Uh, well, I mean, I was just going to say that I've seen a lot of people comparing this, like the end of TikTok to basically the death of Vine. I don't know what you guys, uh, thoughts are on that but i don't know i feel like vine was a, a little more impactful this that is certainly going to be impactful for the people who use it uh yeah. but from what we saw with vine they're just going to migrate somewhere else it's YouTube looking like that's likely. probably going to be a platform like youtube or instagram it's probably going to be youtube because if you look at what happened in the past with vine like lele pons and uh thomas sanders they just migrated to youtube and they continued making content so yeah, that's where we got the Paul brothers, if I'm not mistaken, right? right? Yeah. yeah, them too. Although the funny uh, thing is, uh, like, what's going to happen to the Hype House? That entire, like, house full of, like, what, teenagers and, like, 20-year-olds? Uh, yeah, like, Charlie, the Amelie, like, like, all of those TikTok stars, you know, really, they'll probably just find the next big app, you know, whatever's right. going to come next. Like, there, there's, like, a TikTok clone. What's, what's it? I forgot what it's called. Tick, I'll tick find India. it later. I don't think that's it. Um, no, it is. <laughs> it's oh, literally called that. 
There, there's another Pretty one sure. I think it's called like Bite Scan. It's something like that. I'll I'll find it later and tell you guys. But they'll probably tra- uh, migrate to that app if TikTok does get banned, and then they'll just see what they're doing right now. You know, I I mean, there are influencers who are just making up to a million dollars per post on this through advertisements. Which Wait, seriously? Is absurd. Yeah. How do you yeah. get advertisements on TikToks? Is it just like, hey, buy this app and then, or buy this product and then that's the entire video? Is that it? Or like... I mean, so, so here's what you have to understand about social media. And a lot of the data that social media apps collect is for advertising. Because if you take a step back, so look at a social media company. So a social media company, like let's take Facebook, exists like all other companies to make money, right? So in order to be competitive is you need to show advertisements and you need to find out how to show as many advertisements as possible. And you do that by keeping your users on the platform. And this whole, this data collection, this is also really important because you need to know what kinds of advertisements your users like. So if you are collecting data on what they view and what they're interested in, that means they can shelter you more ads that you're more likely to click. And then that means then arbitrarily they'll make a bigger. Oh, you cut out I think I think Facebook took him down. So I think that's a lot of much um, what the data collection is for. That's the biggest part. Yeah, I, I guess you. You not hear anything I just said? No, we did. We did. You're good. Yeah, you were just cutting out a little. Well, that's um, sufficiently terrifying, but I guess that's what happens now. Definitely, and you know all of these social media apps like TikTok or Instagram. It's you know they're really they're designed to um, give real that like the, the dopamine response from your brain and your neurons because the the scrolling the you know like Instagram for a day you know they went to a flick system instead of scrolling really? a scrolling system right yeah oh, God. and people people freaked out because it's not the same thing just flicking through posts you want yeah, to scroll that through terrible them. scroll yeah, yeah. and, and exa- that's exactly the point that you know instagram immediately reversed that because people were so upset because you know they want to scroll instead of looking because scrolling is it's proven somewhat i, I forget the data study i i read that scrolling itself that that's why all of these apps are scroll based because it that's, lets you consume more data more quickly mm-hmm. and you're just addicted to scrolling you know that, that's why every single big app and successful social media app or or streaming app, it's scroll based. And wow, it's, 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 it's it's concerning how much. It's actually using, really interesting, you know? yeah, but it is also very concerning. Yeah, I'm my, myself. I, I use I use social media a lot too. And I I should try and stop, but it's addicting, you know. It, it, it is. It's difficult. It. It's difficult mm-hmm. to get off. Part of it, I think, is the social ubiquity that it already holds. So, because everyone uses this platform, you feel almost like outcasted if you don't so that's yeah, part of like the reason really, why it's so hard to get off yeah mm-hmm. like especially nowadays well with you know the quarantine and everything you can't really communicate with anybody else if you're not using social media anybody outside of your house you're not going to talk to them you're not going to know anything about 100 percent because less people less and less people are going to use sms or um imessage because you know snapchat the way that they have it, you know, where you can send a picture of your face, that's going to be a lot better than just sending text to someone, you know. I, I, I know I prefer it, and that's what keeps you on the app. 
and that's what keeps you from texting people on iMessage or Instagram and, and using Snapchat instead, because you can send a picture of your face with the same text and kind of just gives it a more of a personalization thing, you know? Yeah. And right. then I think the thing that makes it addictive is that you, we also have alongside that whole very useful function, you have this whole pool of just entertainment that you can just, it's right at your fingertips and you can just dive into and lose yourself for like hours. 100% correct. Viewers, if you're on our website right now listening in, there should be a comment section. So comment down below your thoughts on this. Mason, didn't you say that um, you actually deleted Instagram? So tell us a little about your journey through that and why you right, decided yeah. to do that. Yeah, so I decided actually a few months. Was it a few months ago when I, I first did it? I feel like it, yes. Yeah, That's when you took your that. first break, yeah. Right, yeah. I read online about this practice called dopamine fasting. And so I challenged myself to just take a week and just stop using Instagram. I took it off my phone and I didn't touch it. And I found that whereas if I had nothing to do and I would normally just go on Instagram to waste time, if I had time to kill, I found myself doing things that were more productive. Like I, I would like hop on Duolingo or something and like make use of my time. Because I, I found that when I was using that app, I could just blow through time so quickly, especially during this period of time where there's really nothing to do. I could just like stay in bed and like scroll through Instagram and like not even get up. I, did, I, I remember one day I didn't get up until like three in the afternoon. Recently, probably about a few, yeah, a few days ago, I just came to the decision that I was going to take off all of the social media outlets on a daily basis that I felt were wasting my time. So I took Instagram off my phone. Uh, I took YouTube off my phone. I took Reddit off my phone. So the past few days, actually, I've noticed my productivity has increased by a lot. It's, I feel like it's, it's really been helping me to just like take that instant gratification away from me, even if it's only for like a week or so. So to anyone listening in, I would, definitely encourage you to uh, like try this for at uh, first you can, like try it for a day see how you feel then try it for a few days then a week just like get into it slowly and just see how it makes you feel yeah uh, to be honest i'm not really sure if the name like dopamine fasting is really a good describer for it because i don't know if it really does anything for your dopamine because i have seen some reports that say you know it doesn't really change as much but I think it works best as like, you know, like what you said, increasing your productivity and just like finding where you're killing time. And that's been a very big thing, especially like all throughout quarantine for me, just finding places where I've been wasting time, like, you know, on certain websites or on certain apps and then finding ways to cut that down. Yeah. Like you said uh, at the end there, starting small, that's definitely a big thing for anybody who wants to like you know, do stuff during quarantine. If you're like, oh, I want to get fit. I want to learn this language. The important thing is to start small, in my opinion, because if you start too big, you're going to get like discouraged super easily. So, you know, start small and then work it up from there. And then, you know, it looks like we're going to be in this for quite a while. So you'll probably come out of this exactly what you being at the place where you want it to be. I 100% agree. Also, apologies if there was any background noise there. My brother interrupted. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, give some input on my uh, Apple screen time since it gives you all of the, the data. So this week, uh, my daily average is eight hours. 
Jeez. Which, it's a lot. Um, I'm not proud of it either. Um, but my my most used app uh, for the week is Instagram with 13 hours, and then it's Snapchat with about seven. And then my next one, you know, it explains a bit more, uh, is an app called Technique Football, which is pretty much my soccer training app, which I have about seven hours uh, active time on. So, you know, shows that the two social, two, two of the social media apps are the, the highest on mine, which kind of just tells me how much I use them, but it's yeah. hard, as you guys have said. Yeah, I actually pulled it up on my phone, and uh, I'm averaging an hour and 14 minutes, but that's not really representative because I don't spend most of my time on my phone. I spend a lot more of it on my computer. Of course, for stuff like, you know, I've been learning coding throughout uh, quarantine and a whole bunch of other stuff, and just because, you know, utility in general. But, yeah, I think I'm sort of experiencing a similar sort of thing to you where a lot of my time has been sunk into uh, social media apps. Like YouTube is super big on both my phone and I'm sure on my computer. Yeah, I found that with YouTube, it sort of depends on the content you consume. Because yeah. you can either like waste time like watching irrelevant stuff, but then there's also like really good documentaries that you can watch. Or Mason, are you calling? That... Are you calling all the Minecraft let's plays I'm watching irrelevant? I'm sorry, I can't stand for that. Mostly like uh. Uh, like if you take a look at like Vice News or like one of my favorite channels is Engineering Explained which oh i think i've heard of that it's like 10 yeah 10 minute videos and he teaches you little things about like uh like how engines work and like you know stuff like that just just like little snippets of like parts of engineering and it's it's, it's really interesting to me at least just cuz that's something i'm inter interested in and to just like find out how things work i don't know it's just really cool and yeah. it, it doesn't feel like i'm wasting time it feels like i'm being productive cuz i'm learning something yeah, a really the really great thing about YouTube is that there's a lot of channels on there that just have full like in-depth documentaries, and that's what I've been doing. Uh, for our viewers, a little bit of background: uh, during our online school, our history teacher, Mr. Jenis, he gave us a whole bunch of very, very well-made, very high-quality documentaries. What I've been doing since school ended is I've I've rewatched those documentaries and then I just went from there. I went down the rabbit hole and I've, I've actually learned a whole bunch of cool stuff. I mean, granted, it's not as useful as, you know, engineering since it's all medieval, but I mean, I know how to build a castle. So I, I'd say it's pretty cool nonetheless. <laughs> um, I think that's a pretty big takeaway from this is building castles. We're, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all bored. At, especially at, at, at this time. So we obviously need to occupy ourselves, but the way you choose to occupy yourself, I feel like with, instead of just going on social media, like learn a language or go on YouTube, and, you know, find out how to build a castle. If it's something cutting out, I don't see why you should waste your time. Am I? Anyway. <laughs> I Let's get let's get your take. Yeah, yeah. So so Mason Mason kind of went on about about using YouTube, um, YouTube and you know video learning sources. You know, you can learn about dark matter and uh, so so many interesting things on YouTube itself. You know, there is time. There's always time for video games or, or watching video games or watching streams on Twitch or 
or whatever your your leisure time may be. But then again, there's also 24 hours in a day. You're awake for like 15 or 16 of that, those hours. There's no reason why you can't go on like something like Khan Academy, which I've been using extensively, you know, learn or prepare for your next math course or learn history. There's, there's so much on Khan Academy, which I, I love Khan Academy. Um, it's great. But, you know, how, how you spend your time. I spend like two to three hours a day working out because I'm a soccer player and I, I do a lot of soccer specific stuff and I, you know, how, how you spend that time matters. So, you know, the 13 hours on Instagram, that's all time mostly at like 10, 10 PM where I'm just sitting in my bed and I have nothing else better to do, you know, probably do have better things to do, but you know, at that point you're just really tired and you just kind of want to, you know, relax. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you spend your time. If you're just on Instagram every day, all day, or all day, every day, you're probably wasting your time. Yeah. To build on I've actually been trying to do is find time when I would normally be on Instagram, like before bed, like if I'm not tired yet, or like right when I wake up and don't really feel like doing anything, is I'll just do my summer reading. Because it's essentially the same thing, to me at least, just sort of like not doing a whole lot, just sort of lying around. Yeah, yeah, consuming information, that's exactly it. So I've just been, it's, it's just been a transition sort of, away from like social media and towards something that's actually productive that I need to do anyway. Yeah. And something I feel like is a very common argument to like say, oh, well, this is why I haven't been doing it as, you know, I haven't been as productive as I can be is because, you know, for example, with like phones or computers, we need to use those nowadays. There's no way you can entirely just not use your phone. I mean, not if you're, you know, a normal person, but um, yeah, so it's like, well, I have this phone and there is stuff I can do with it. There's stuff I probably have to do. Well, actually, I should probably use a laptop as an example. There's stuff I have to use, uh, do on my laptop in like day-to-day life. But at the other time, there's also all of this entertainment. There's, you know, Reddit, uh, whatever else there is on, um, on the internet. And there's all this stuff that I can also do at, it's pretty much at the tip of my fingers. I could do it just as easily as, you know, uh, like you said, watching documentaries or actually learning something. And so one thing that I've found is that, you know, people will say, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. I don't have enough willpower to, um, you know, get through that or to actively choose to learn and keep myself on learning instead of just easily defaulting to doing whatever. And so a thing that I found is very good for that is not getting stronger willpower, but it's learning how to manage your willpower. So if you're like, oh, well, I'm just surrounded by all these apps, it sounds really counter, well, not counterintuitive. It sounds oversimplified, but just delete the apps. If they're not there, if they're not on your site, you're going to be less likely to think about them. Even if you do think about them, that's when you can use your willpower to sort of keep yourself on the task. You might, you know, fail once in a while, but if you keep doing it consistently for a month, you'll be like, perfect. And so that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to cut out, you know, as much unnecessary stuff as usual that I don't need around me. So whenever I'm on my computer or whatever, I'm not constantly thinking, oh, should I go on this site or should I actually do something productive? Should I do this or this? It's just, there's only one option that I can see. So my brain's just like, okay, might as well just do this or whatever. I don't know. That's, that's what I use. What do you guys, your guys uh, thought on that? 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Something that at least helps me is, especially with um, trying to take Instagram out of my life, is it really helps to understand like why it keeps you on the app. Because for me, that just sort of makes me like frustrated with it. Like, well, okay, why is it built to keep me on here? Yeah, if I can interject really quickly, I know I just talked a lot, but honestly, the worst feeling in the world is when you wake up and then all of a sudden, like you'll wake up super early, like at eight or something. Then all of a sudden, just like at the blink of an eye, you'll look at your clock, you'll see it's 1130 and you've been on your, you've wasted like three and a half hours on your phone. Yes. Just like not even learning anything. You don't even remember anything afterwards. It's just like you were just on Instagram, just scrolling. That's like the worst feeling ever. Like I just sat here for three hours straight and just didn't do anything. That's definitely another factor. Yeah, I agree. Serious sort of thing. Something like that. All right, guys. Well, that was a really, you know, interesting topic and very fun to dive into. But that looks like we're, that's all the time we've got today. So tune in next time where we will all be taking the political compass test. That'll be a fun little series where you get to hear us talk about scary things. Uh, My name was Sharoon. I'm Colin. And I'm Mason, and this has been Flashcast.